Hello. 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 Hi there. Hello and welcome to the Football Times podcast with myself, RadioTimes.com sport editor Michael Potts, and I'm joined in the studio today by BBC Match of the Day magazine writer Lee Stubbs. How are you Good doing? Good afternoon. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. It's been a while. I feel like it's been a while it has since been a while. you've been It's been a here. month out of action on the sidelines, that, that, but I'm back. That pesky Jake Wilson taking, <laughs> taking your seat and uh, catch. Always hugging the limelight. I feel like Newcastle have been on the last few weeks, <laughs> and uh, I'm surprised he's not come down for this one. Yeah. Um, we will be re- previewing all of the Premier League games coming up on TV this week, uh, starting with a 12.30 kickoff on Saturday 30th of November to BT Sport 1. Uh, it's Newcastle versus Manchester City. Um, did you watch Newcastle at all this week, on Monday Yeah, night? Monday night I did yeah. watch it. What, yeah. what do you think of them? Do you know what, Newcastle are tough, right? Because I think when they've got a real game plan and, and a job to do against a big side, they tend to execute it quite well. Mm. But when they go into the, I don't know, if you want to call it like a so-called normal game or winnable game they kind of just fluff their lines a little bit yeah. and this is what happened on Monday night yeah I keep feeling like they, they take well I mean <laughs> Manchester City case in point they, they beat Manchester City obviously last season um, in it was January I think this year and and yeah they, they do seem to just turn up in those big games but I guess if you want to stay up if you want to you know really put pressure on the teams around you you've got to take advantage of, of, thing, of games like Villa um, Villa didn't have to be excellent they just sort of did their job look quite organised? Um, Newcastle, the Alanson Maximum. Um, yeah, he's he great, isn't a he? Runner. He's a live wire. Do you know what? He's a breath of fresh air for Newcastle. I think he, he gets at defenders, um, really honest in interviews, and he's just an exciting player and something they haven't had for a long time. He just yeah. needs to be a little bit more composed in front of goal, as do the other attackers <laughs> yeah. that they have. And yeah, I think he's one of those you can't really teach unpredictability like you can't that's just something it's just so you fun have. to watch though isn't yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah and if he doesn't know what's going on if his brain can't cope with what his feet <laughs> yeah. are doing then the defender's not got a chance really he could quickly become a bit of a cult hero <laughs> if he starts banging in the goals as well I think yeah yeah I think it's it's just I mean even his energy levels and stuff by the end of the game he was still the only player chasing it around like I don't know you, you wanted him just to get something yeah. at the end of it like a cold hard you know goal or an assist or something at the end of it but um Alas, not. Mm-hmm. Um, he's joined by Joel Linton and Almiron, who look, well, it's a bit the other end of the scale, really, isn't it? Look a bit stuck in the mud at the minute. Yeah, I feel a little bit sorry for Joel Linton in particular. I think he, he looks to be dropping a lot into the kind of number 10 role a lot. And that means that by the time he gets to the goal, he hasn't got much in his legs. Yeah. Um, to me, I don't know why Newcastle don't just simplify their formation a little bit. A little bit like Mourinho has with Tottenham. I think they need to bring in an, a 10. Mm. Um and someone that can link up with St. Maximin and um, Almiron as well. Um, but I don't think they've actually got the player to do that. I think the only player I can look at in their squad that could potentially do that is maybe Key. Mm. Um, but he's really unfit and can't even get in the squad at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. He's usually a deeper player, but he can play quite an advanced role when he's quite good on the ball. But yeah, I just don't yeah. think they've got the players. This might be a totally rogue shout. But has Matt Ritchie ever played through the middle before? I think he has do a few times, has, but over the past it. few years, he's just been so sort of shifted out to the sides. So. Yeah. I don't know, he could, could be an option, because I agree with you there. I think Joel Linton, he comes so deep, and I, I've seen players for Sunderland do that before, where mm. they, they just drop so far back, they've got no chance of actually yeah, being exactly. in and around the box when for the maximum. I think there's one bit he ran off totally by himself, yeah, and nobody could keep up with him. Um, 
yeah, and, and, and not an easy, not an easy fixture this one against Manchester City. Yeah, do you know what? they didn't have great position against Chelsea? I think it was their lowest, wasn't it, um, in Pep's reign? But I think they're probably going to get that back against Newcastle. Yeah. I think they could expect to have a lot of the ball. Yeah, really um, enjoyed that game actually against Chelsea. Just yeah, a really great good, game, solid it? football game. <laughs> yeah. um, Aguero out. Uh, obviously, Gabriel Jesus pretty decent standing. Can't can't really ask for much more from the bench, can you? Um, and Mares turned up the heat against Chelsea. Great yeah, you strike. Always, you always forget about Mares really, but he always when he does come in he's got such a good attitude I find I've found since he's joined City that when he does come in he does do well and the same with Jesus and that's I guess all down to Pep keeping his players hungry yeah, I, I actually I looked at Mares his appearances and he's actually played like the vast majority of games and, and stayed on the pitch for the whole time so he is starting to get that game time um, but yeah you don't really see him as their, their talismanic sort of forward particularly like in the way you would see Sterling Aguero no. or De Bruyne uh, yeah it would be nice to see him actually turn up and Really, you know, that, that fearsome aura of yeah. Mares. Get that what kind of Leicester Mares back. But he, yeah. do you know, he's still clinical when he gets his chances. He tucks them away, doesn't he? So. For sure, for sure. Um, at the other end, maybe a bit of a different story. One clean sheet and eight for City in all competitions. It's not great. It's They've not had a idea. bit of a defensive problem though, haven't they, with injuries and stuff. And yeah. the one good thing to come through all this is I think they found that Fernandinho is probably their second best centre back at the club, I would say. Yeah. Alongside Laporte. So I think once Quite everyone's possibly. back fit, he'll probably stay there with Laporte and keep Rodri in centre mid, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, predictions for this one? I've gone 4 0 Man City. Oh. Sorry, team Ooh. fans, and Ketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't apologise to anybody here. Just apologise to Ketch. Uh, yeah, I'm going City win. I don't think it'll be quite as dramatic. I think 2 1, 3 1, maybe. But uh, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Um, Saturday evening, we've got 5 30 kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League and main event. And I love games like this. <laughs> I absolutely relish <laughs> them because I've been in them. Southampton versus Watford. It's 19th versus 20th. Um, feel like so the next few games actually coming up we'll, we'll come to each situation when we get to it but I feel like with Emery Silva Pellegrini um, we've got Hassan Huttle Sanchez Flores they're all I mean they, they, they could all be within one game of losing their jobs exactly I'm naming this game the El Sakico whoever El loses Sakico. it could go do you know what they could both go if this is not a good game <laughs> this, is, this is the content we, we exactly. bring you in here for <laughs> um, yeah like do you, can you see one of the, you, you'd see both of them going what both uh, managers? Could I can, yeah. Them? I think. Wow. I mean, if Southampton win, obviously, obviously gives well whoever yeah. wins gives them a little bit of a, a stay of execution, if you will. But yeah. Um, yeah, both managers aren't doing great. Although saying that, um, Southampton's manager has been doing a lot better since that nine 0 And in actual mm. fact, I think they, I actually think they needed that game. I know that sounds dramatic, yeah. but I think they needed it because they've been very poor for a good few years now, um, and they needed that game to kind of wake them up a little bit, and I think it has. They've got a reaction in the last few games. Uh, I know they lost to City and drew against Arsenal, but they have got a reaction. Mm. So. I think the interesting thing with Sanchez Flores, it feels like he's coming to sweep up a mess. You felt like Hassan Hootley kind of had things at his disposal to yeah. to really like implement his plan, his philosophy, his style, his players. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Sanchez Flores probably deserves that little bit extra time just because he is, he hasn't had, you know, the, the luxury of a transfer mm. window. Um, but yeah, Hassan Hutla, just, I, I went to the Chelsea game earlier in the season. They were awful in that game. Their yeah. defence was just abysmal. Um, and obviously that was that was then exposed by Leicester in, in brutal fashion. Yeah. Um, Ings pulling his weight though; he's keeping them keeping them nicely afloat. Seven in eight. Um, yeah, Can yeah, you, good few goals. Do you know what? Southampton. I think they just need to be clinical. Um, 
Ings has been scoring a few goals, but against Arsenal they had 21 shots, and I think they're just not used to it. Like yeah, they've yeah. not had that many <laughs> shots in these games. So when they had the 21 shots against Arsenal, they're just I think a little bit sort of shocked in front of goal because they've yeah. not had those sorts of chances. But um, yeah, in this sort of game against Watford, you just got to be taking them. But um, I can't see a way through this game for Watford. To be honest, they can see too many and they don't score, which is mm. not a good combination. So the, yes, yes, <laughs> I mean that's probably why they're down there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think. The thing with Watford that has me slightly leaning towards them in this one, I watched them against Norwich, and I know Watford v Norwich, I think it was a Friday night football, that's not exactly a good Friday night, but um, I ended up sitting watching it, and they they bullied them about their park, mm. and I just wonder whether Watford, for all their lack of quality maybe, they, can, they actually do have that physical edge over teams. And when it comes to, to games like this against other teams who are struggling and down there, I wonder whether that bit of nastiness maybe mm. yeah. if, if Deeney's back and, and coming back into fitness uh, you've got Kapoor around you've got um, Dukure mm. like you've got players there who can um, they, they can rock up and, and dominate games I know they haven't mm. done that so far but there's the potential for that that is true and Deeney like you just mentioned there is so vital to them vital to them over the years I've been a bit bored of the whole like whenever Watford don't do well people just say oh do you know what they need Deeney back when he's been out mm. and stuff and I always think it's, it's more to that with Watford I think they've just been a bit of an average Premier League team for a long time they yeah. performed well last season but they just I've never really seemed to find a proper style I don't find yeah. and I think that's them swapping managers a lot catching up with them um, so just swapping a manager again like you say I just, is that the right decision yeah. I've also seen that they're looking at potentially Marco Silva if he leaves Everton <laughs> that's just going back to another old manager So I didn't actually see that is that for, yeah. oh my word yeah. I mean yeah, yeah, we'll come to Silver, we'll come to Silver. Uh, but yeah, what, what's your prediction for this one then? Um, I'm going for Southampton 2-0. Oh, interesting. I'm going with a draw and I think that maybe maybe just because I've seen Watford yeah. in that game against Norwich has probably twisted my opinion. But yeah. I think a draw, but I think it'll come close in that one. Um, here we go. <laughs> it's the big one. It's Super wow. Sunday. First uh, of December. December. Yeah, yeah we're there. Um, it's a two o'clock kickoff on Sky Sports Premier League main event: Norwich versus Arsenal. Um, you know, I Emery. Yeah, do you know what? I can relate to you here as a Sunderland fan. We yeah. have not won a Premier League game in a long time. Fifty days since we last won a Premier League game, as of today. Um, it's our worst run since 1998. Uh, won one game in eight, and that game was against Vittoria in Europa League. That was then Pepe free kicks, oh. if you remember. Yeah. So we yep. just about won that. Um, yeah, it's poor. I think Unai Emery, I think it's time to go. I think if Poch is getting sacked for the job he did at Tottenham sure. after one blip, um, I think Unai, it might be time. That really shows, I guess, maybe a difference in ambition between the two at the minute. Um, as, as tough as that might be to hear, no, but true. like it's you true. see, you know, I mean, Pochettino um, obviously took them as far as he they felt he could and they've replaced him ruthlessly with with a ruthless winner and you just mm. kind of think did Arsenal maybe miss a trick there with with even Mourinho I, I don't know yeah, I don't know yeah. throwing that out there but do you think this is all do you think Emery is is the key to all of this falling apart I think he is um, I think the reluctance to get rid of him so quickly is because Arsenal had such a huge structural change over the past year or so um, with our backroom staff with a lot of the play, uh, players as well and mm. the people in, in, on the board and, and things like that I think Unai was selected as the manager as kind of the one to take us forward and it's kind of a hard a, a bitter pill to swallow to admit that it's not working and mm. um, so I think there are some people that are kind of reluctant to get rid of him but I think the pressure's mounting if you lose this one I think you could go yeah yeah, I think I agree with that one um, I, I just I wonder whether from, as the outsider looking in here I, I don't know if I feel slightly sorry for Emery in the I guess the recruitment side of things mm. because you 
I mean, he clearly has made mistakes, and I think this chopping and changing between formations and styles mm. and things, you, you've got to accept this is your group of players, mm. deal with it and do what you can with it. But, I mean, that the David Luiz signing, you've got Socrates, who's not he's just fine. Mm. Uh, Chambers, who's kind of the forgotten man out of, the, out of necessity, he's come mm. back into things. I just wonder, what, it's just that same old thing for the last 10, 15 years of Arsenal, just buying those commanding players. And it's such a cliche now. I yeah. just wonder whether he's been dealt a raw hand by this sort of transfer mm. guru guys they've got behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind the players he brought in. I think Louise no? for the price, I think he's good. I think he's actually, he gets a hard time for, his sort of reputa- uh, reputation uh, goes against him a little bit. I think mm. he's actually can be quite solid. He obviously has those moments which kind of puts him in the limelight a little bit. I think our biggest problem, and has been for years, is central midfield. Um, we've never really had an amazing defensive midfielder mm. for a long, long time. Um, and Shaka, he's, I'm not his biggest fan, I don't think he's the best player, but he at least gives us a structure and a base um, and since he's gone out of the team we've, we've gone with Guendouzi and Torreira and Guendouzi's a kind of ball winner that's all over the place yeah. and Torreira's just not been playing so it kind of just keeps leaving a hole and it mounts the pressure on the defence so I think the defence actually get uh, it's a bit harsh on them because I think it's the hole in the middle that's provoking all these shots mm. and stuff But interesting yeah very interesting and, and Norwich um, is their, <laughs> their next opponents away Carroll Road uh, very good win against Everton. I think 2 0 is like a lovely scoreline for an away day. <laughs> just like you go yeah, there, yeah. score a couple of goals, you come up with a clean sheet. Like it's just a perfect score, especially for a team down there in the relegation zone. Um, Pookie's still without a goal in a while, but mm. he should be licking his lips ahead of this one, you would think. Yeah, I think Norwich can cause Arsenal problems. This is exactly the sort of game Arsenal lose. Um, we, I mean, we're not good away from home anyway, but. If Norwich can get their crowd up, Campwell and Puki um, can link up some more. I think Campwell's back in the team now. He's had yeah. a few games on the bench, but yeah. after his game against Everton, yeah, scored, he's, yeah, he's got to keep playing. He's so lively. Um, and Hernandez as well. He was good. Um, they can cause Arsenal problems, yeah. and I think they will. Watched Hernandez. It might have actually been that Watford game I was mentioning, but Hernandez so quick. I wonder yeah. whether he, he almost had so much time, too much time to think in mm. more situations, but um, he, he could really cause some problems, especially if you've got maybe Bellerin or Tierney bombing forward there's a bit of space behind there mm. um, you might be able to get get in in round the back uh, prediction for this one I've gone for a oh. Norwich 3 Arsenal 1 oh. no I know I know I mean I'm going with a draw but like that's this is, this <laughs> is not a game that Arsenal win no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'm going with a narrow one all okay. because well, appe- I would, do you know what? I would take one all yeah. that's how far we've fallen <laughs> Wow, we need a pint. <laughs> we, we need a drink <laughs> here. A Sunderland fan and an Arsenal fan here. That's not the best time for us to be recording this. Uh, moving very swiftly on uh, for your sanity. Uh, 4.30 kickoff, Sky Sports Premier League main event. We have Leicester versus Everton. Um, Marco Silva in the in the, the limelight, the, the, the spotlight yeah. here, the chopping block. Um, I guess if you're given one or two more games to save your job, Having Leicester away and Liverpool away in the space of about five days is not ideal. Not only that, but have you seen their three after that? I've got... So yeah, so Chelsea, actually, Man United, then Arsenal. Yeah, I've got um, their little fixtures written down here. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you No, there. it's okay. I think the key for Silva is to not concede first, because um, I noticed that he's never won a match as Everton manager since um, when Everton had conceded first in 25 games. Oh. So just do not <laughs> let Leicester score, basically. Yeah, and especially uh, that, that whole free kick, the set-piece stat, yeah. isn't it? I think that's still bubbling up under the surface, and you've got the likes of Man Madison, you've got the likes of. Oh, yeah. oh it's not going to go well. <laughs> um, yeah, j- just for just for everybody listening, we've got Everton's fixtures here. They've got coming up in order: Chelsea, Man United, Leicester in the Carabao Cup, 
Arsenal, then Burnley, Newcastle in the space of two days, and then Man City away on New Year's Day. Yeah, I mean, there's no way Silver is coming out of that alive. No and, if, and if he does, then Everton—I mean, fair play for sticking. I with don't him, even think he'll be given the chance. But the funniest thing of it all is that they're looking to bring in Moyes potentially as the one to man, take on these games. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's up to them. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Eddie Howe Moyes. Yeah toss up but yeah it's not really a competition in that <laughs> when it comes out no. of those two um, yeah I just feel like Everton are just a bit they're a bit nice yeah like they really have players who you, you're sort of scared of mm. um, and I've seen a few people as well on Twitter saying things like Sigurdsson just looks a bit immobile just yeah. sort of there but not really because I mean we would all probably look at Sigurdsson as the undroppable one because he mm. takes the, you know set pieces and um, we know what he can do from distance but he really has not turned up this year, and and people are starting to say, you know, why why is a Warby not maybe getting mm. as much game time? It's interesting. Do you know what I see a lot of Everton's team, and I just think they're all a bunch of nearly men. I know that's harsh, <laughs> yeah. but I look at Walcott didn't make it at Arsenal quite. Um, it won't be again at Arsenal. Sigerson didn't quite make it at Tottenham. Mm. Michael Keane didn't make it at United. Delph at City, Schneidlin at United. So they're just all yeah. sort of players that Everton have panicked and bought um, who were kind of second rate at their clubs. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just not working. Yeah. The player that they did bring in that had a bit of excitement was uh, Moyes Keane from Juventus and he's not playing. I was going to say he's the other one as well, isn't he? Where like, it, it's yeah, he's too young to say you know to write him off and say nearly mm. man. But it, it is that thing where you bring these bigger names, the higher profile players mm. in, and they, they just haven't fitted together. No. They, just, they need that talisman. Like what we've said before, you know, the whole thing about Deeney at Watford and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm not saying it needs to be Deeney, but it needs to be that sort of player who's going to grab a game, scruff of the neck, yeah. and just refuse to lose. Whereas I feel like at the minute they're they're bowing down far too easily to, to teams mm. who are coming towards them. And yep, they they've got Leicester coming up towards them next. <laughs> they haven't got like one big amazing striker. I think the last striker they had was Lukaku, and apart yeah. from that, they've just got lots of little uh, intricate players now playing around Czech Tosin, and he's just not scoring goals, is he? So yeah, I mean, it's because Tosin was the gamble, wasn't he? I guess yeah. that was a lot of money, even though it was only a few years ago. It's still a lot of money. Mm. Um, yeah, it just hasn't quite provided that mm. that physical presence up top. Um, yeah, moving on to Leicester, <laughs> ruthless. So much to love ruthless. about them, isn't there? Yeah, love watching them. Their their recent results: four, they've won four in a row to nil, so two nil, two nil, two nil, nine nil in the Premier League. Um, Perez chipping in now, which is nice. I think I, for the first few weeks, felt like I kept bringing up like you know, wait yeah. till Perez clicks in, wait till yeah, Perez yeah. clicks in. Um, Vardy unstoppable, yeah. I mean, how, top scorer, isn't he? Yeah, he's just phenomenal. He is. He's going to go down as one of the most underrated Premier yeah. League strikers. He's he's probably edging his way towards the best of the best. Yeah, I'd say so. He just doesn't ever give up, um, which is just a trait in a footballer that so many people love. And he never gets disappointed if he if he misses or he loses the ball. Mm. He's always there. He never gets his head down. And I think, as I say, that's just such a quality characteristic. Yeah, players like uh, players like sort of that schoolboy enthusiasm yeah, still there. Exactly, like yeah. he just wants to score goals. Yeah, like he doesn't care what the score is. It's he just, doesn't knock it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He just he just whatever. The situation it was like the nine 0 I think it was a Johnny Evans who ran over and said like yeah. we can go for the record like that mentality is so refreshing it's just in a delete, time isn't it yeah I love it and and you know are they 
are they in a title race? Could I could they be in a title race? I think race? they are. They're in. I think they're in better form now at this stage of the season than they are in the season when they won the league. They are. Yeah, they um, are. And looking at their games going forward, so if they can keep the momentum, they've got Everton, Watford, Villa, and Norwich in a row now, which are mm. all winnable, and that's before playing City and Liverpool back to back. So if they can win those four games, they're very much in this title race going into those mm. big games just before Christmas. So. Yeah, I think the the big question marks as well. I mean, it, it's all it's Liverpool's to lose here, um, but you wonder. Um, whether Liverpool, with all these games coming up, whether their squad can maybe cope with all of that. Mm. I mean, I, yeah, it's very hard to write off Liverpool or see anything other than Liverpool mm. lifting that trophy at the end of the year. Um, but we can't. You can't write off Leicester as long as as long as they are the form team in the mm. league. They're playing better than Liverpool at the minute. They are um, getting wins, grinding out the wins with you know more style and class than Liverpool have in in recent weeks. Exactly, and I think this whole sort of underdogs tag is working for them again mm. no one actually thinks they can win it and that's just brilliant isn't it they can just keep going about their way keep winning games keep playing well and see what happens yeah I've heard a few I've said this thing to a few people just like so t- title race title race yeah. and, and every time the answer is like well I think we'll run out of steam in the end we said that yeah, for an exactly. entire season <laughs> and the steam didn't run out yeah. um, I'm going 5 no Leicester here I'm going wow. all out for, I, I, <laughs> I can't see anything other than an absolute rout. Yeah, I've gone three one Leicester. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Everton fans Everton might take that. <laughs> a little bit of fight, maybe. I don't know. You would think, you would think, well, you would hope if you're an Everton fan. Um just in time for the Merseyside derby as well, Oof. I must add. Yeah. I think I can you'd definitely see Silver going before that, and yeah. then maybe like a Duncan Ferguson or a, you know, I mean, one of the <laughs> old guys. Land for the slaughter, putting him out there if he yeah. takes charge of that game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to fantasy Premier League tips. Um, there's a good few options coming around this time. Um, obviously, I mean, just Leicester. Just keep going for Leicester. Um, so, <laughs> Jake Wilson, I feel like I'm his proxy here. Um, he told me, I saw him earlier during during the Tikka Masala um, <laughs> that we had earlier. Uh, Jake Wilson has said to go for Adama Traore. And right. I had already gone for Adama Traore. He was yeah. already one of my tips. And Jimenez is in form. Uh, he's got he scored four in his last five, a couple of assists before that. Could be a good swap for Callum Wilson. Mm. I think a lot of people probably still have Wilson in there, maybe if they've forgotten about him or, or whatever. But you think Jimenez might be might be a decent straight swap for him. Yeah, I think he's he's good. I think he's only selected by about 16% of people as well, which is actually still quite low for a player that's in form. Mm, so, absolutely. Yeah, he's a good shout. Um, and I think Spurs as well, obviously a little bit resurgent. And Mourinho, son, could be a maybe a... Uh, KDB replacement and he, I nearly did that last week and yeah. then KDB scored so stay of execution yeah, but I think you just need to keep a City player in there though don't you yeah that, I mean, that's the thing maybe even if, if maybe even if you've got Sterling still yeah. bring Sterling out for Sun yeah he's invest. expensive yeah could do that any shouts? Yes, do you know what? I've gone for a midfield trio. I've gone for Pulisic, 7.5 yeah. million, um, just because he's got 39 points in his last four games, which is good. <laughs> and he's only 7.5 mil, so do I think you. get him in. Um, Dwight McNeil from Burnley, only 6 million and only selected by 1.2%. He's got 18 points in his last four games, and Burnley are doing well. Mm. Um, and my last shout is Perez, you mentioned him earlier. Um, if you can't afford Madison, I think he's a really good shout. And he's got 32 points in his last four games, and he's starting to score. So. Yeah, it was a bit of a toss up at the start of the season. I think I had Tillman. 
I think I had Tielmans and Perez in, yeah. and not Madison. But I guess between those, you can sort of you can start to see maybe Tielmans not not the option. But yeah, yeah I think Perez is really coming into form. Thank you very much, sir. Um, no what's coming up in Match of the Day magazine this week? Currently, it is the two-week Christmas special. It's still on sale, and that comes with ten gifts, including a blow-up Tekkers ball, slime, and an Mbappe mask. <laughs> I saw the Mb- <laughs> slightly horrifying. I was going to wear Mbappe it today, mask. but I thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to scare him. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it was, it was a bit weird pulling out. Um, his face, but yeah. We've also got a huge gift guide and over 1,500 worth of prizes to win, including a portable gaming box and a go-kart. Perfect. Not I mean, bad. that sounds good to me. Bring it down anytime you like. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. And yes, come along to radiotimes.com slash sport. We have all the previews for all of the sports <laughs> coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, it's a busy Christmas for football, and we have a lot of football coming on Amazon. Uh, we've got a full round of fixtures next week during midweek, um, and we'll be covering all of those, tell you how to watch it and, and how to plug your random fire sticks and Chromecasts <laughs> and all of that jazz. Uh, come on over and say hello, and uh, yeah, we'll get you sorted. With, with all the previews coming forward. Nice. Thank you very much for listening. Cheers.